Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Today we're looking at 1 Corinthians 13. The title is Faith, Hope, and Love. So if you have your Bibles open, let's read 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love. These are three planks of Christianity. And, you know, when you think about faith, faith in God, uh, the God who created the heavens and the earth and, and all the life forms in it, that's what he's talking about. You know, and the Bible tells us that God reveals himself through creation. In, in Psalm 19, 1, it says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament show his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. And so creation testifies of God's power and his wisdom. And that is something that we see around the world. In Genesis 1, it says, verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And so when you look at creation, it testifies of God's intelligence. When you look at the universe, when you look at the solar system, uh, you you just think, wow, this is an amazing complex creation. Now, everyone has their faith in something. And, and for someone to have this idea that Christians have faith in God and then everybody else just, it's the facts, science. Now, I'm here to tell you, science changes regularly, right? I mean, I took vitamin E for years because our parents had heart attacks and they said, vitamin E is good for you. We ate it for 10 years and then, whoops, never mind, it's bad for you. Don't take it anymore, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, and then it's like, take statins. No, don't take statins, you know, whatever. And science just changes all the time. But here's the good news. God's word hasn't changed for 2,000 years. It's been changing and transforming lives for good for thousands of years. Now, everyone has faith in something. The Bible says in Romans 1.17, the just shall live by faith. So when you go through hard times in life, uh, and you're going to, right? Everybody, whether you're a Christian or non-Christian, you're going to have physical problems, emotional problems, tragedies, heartbreaks, heartaches, all those sort of things, I can guarantee that you're going to have that. Now, if you don't have a strong faith uh, in the Lord when it comes to those storms, when the doctor gives you bad news or the police officer comes to your door, right, without faith, those tragedies and that heartbreak, they can spell disaster for your life, and they can put you on a path uh, where your life is filled with bitterness and anger and unforgiveness and guilt and sadness and despair and hopelessness, and that's not God's design. God doesn't want that, right? And, and that group of people are growing in America. As we reject God's word, as we uh, you know, reject the Bible in schools, and as we you know, have removed the Ten Commandments, removed the Bible, and tell people, believe what you want, do what you want, right? Uh, then their faith is in you know, themselves, then a lot of people are feeling very discouraged. And so the reality is, is that all of us, as we go through life, you can't answer every question intellectually. And so you will have questions that you can't answer, right? And when you have your faith in God, when you put your trust in the Lord, then 
you know that he helps you through it. And, and you know, there are a lot of things that I don't know the answer to, but I trust in the Lord. And, and I know that God is going to work it out. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you, Jesus said. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So as I go through life, when a person puts their faith in God uh, to help them, it brings an indescribable peace knowing that my faith in God, that God loves me, that God is in control, and that is Bi- the Bible has told us for thousands of years what's going to happen. And, and that faith helps me to navigate life in a way where I can have peace and joy. And when things look like they're falling apart, I can still have peace in my heart because my trust is in God. It's not in science, right? Philippians 4, 7 says this, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When your faith is in God, he's going to help you through difficulties in life. And they're coming, they, right? And I love Romans 8, 28. Every Christian should know it. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So does all things work together for every person? Is that what it says? No. It says for those who have given their life to God. See, when you trust God and you put your faith in God, then he's going to direct you and help you to navigate the difficulties in life. And all of us are going to have them. And that leads us to hope. Verse 13 says, now abide in faith, hope, and love. Now, as Christians, we have great hope in the future. And that might sound weird, but Titus 2.13 says, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That, that's what our blessed hope is. That the hope of the believer is that no matter what happens, one day we all are moving to a better neighborhood, right? I mean, that's, that's just so good. We know that life is short and whatever happens, one day we're going to be living in heaven where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more HOAs, no more HOA fees, right? I mean, no more dues, right? We're just there with God. So awesome. Philippians 3.20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, we know that our citizenship is in heaven. The Bible says, uh, we talked about on Wednesday night, that we're just pilgrims. We're just passing through. We're sojourners, right? 1 Peter 1.3 says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us to a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have a living hope, right? The resurrection of Jesus from the dead gives us a living hope. It's not just hope. It's a living hope, right? That he's going to raise us from the dead as well. And all of us need hope when we find ourselves in hopeless situations. And I really believe it is why we have a surge in sadness in young people, in depression in young people. I saw an article this week that said that uh, now there is an epidemic of young people who are sad and depressed. And there's not enough, you know, psychiatrists to meet with them because there's so many of them. And if I were to say, if I were to ask you, why do you think that all of a sudden now we have an epidemic of sadness in young people? Well, uh, I personally think it's just you reap what you sow, right? For generation after generation, we've been telling young people, the Bible's not true. Don't put your faith and hope in Jesus. Don't believe in God. Believe that everything happened by chance and that lightning struck mud, rock exploded, you got here, your life has no meaning, and so just make the best of it, right? And then when you have a government that shuts the country down and, you know, for kids, they had to not to stay home, not go to school. It's just hard on them, right? And so I think that when you have your hope in yourself or in government or in the scientific community, well, it, 
it leads to sadness, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, because they're telling you the wrong thing. But here's the thing. When your hope is in Jesus, then there is a hope to know that, hey, whatever's going on now, well, this is just temporary. And John 11, 1 says this, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus from Bethany in the town of Mary and his sister Martha. So uh, remember that Lazarus was sick and they sent for Jesus, said, Jesus, Lazarus is sick, come. You know, we got this crisis on our hands. What are we going to do? In verse 21, uh, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. So Jesus divides everyone into two groups, those who have no hope of eternal life and those who have hope of eternal life. And for those who believe in the word of God and put their faith in Jesus Christ, there is tremendous hope in this life, right? Because we have hope that there's going to be eternal life and that the Lord helps us while we're here. And, and that hope is one of the planks of Christianity, the hope of eternal life. John three sixteen, which all of you know, they play it at football, they put it up at football games. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is a great hope that we know that one day, right, we're going to be with him, no more pain, no more sorrow. Now, some people might say, well, Pastor Bob, Jesus said that if you believe him, you're never going to die. There's a lot of people who believed in Jesus who are dead, right? Well, the Bible has two definitions of death. Did you know that? Do you have two definitions of death? You know, last week we looked at love, and there were three different Greek words for love. And so the Bible has two different definitions for death. One is separation of your consciousness from your physical body. That's when your brain stops functioning. We call it flatlining. That's, that's one definition, right? You're in the hospital, and it's beep, beep beep, and then beep, you know, like unplug them, you know, whatever. So uh, that's one definition of death. <laughs> Made me think about my wife and I talked about how long should we leave each other on the, the life support thing. And I told her, I said, hey, I don't want to be on there for a long time. So you, you unplug it. She says, oh, I'll unplug it. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> so that's one definition of death, right? The, the beep, flatline. But the Bible has another definition, separation of your consciousness from God. See, when a person lives their life without any thought of God or their spiritual life, part of their spiritual being, the Bible says they're dead. They're dead spiritually. And even though you're walking around, when a person is just living for pleasure and selfishness, they're dead even though they're alive walking around. I think of like zombies. You know, there's all those zombie movies, right? And that's what the Bible says about a person who is spiritually dead. And if you live without a consciousness of God, the Bible says you're spiritually dead. So when Jesus said in John eleven twenty six, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die, he's not using the first definition of death, the flat line, beep. He's not using that one. He's saying that, uh, that you will live forever and and, and in your consciousness of God, he's saying that, he's not saying that you're going to live forever in these aging bodies, right? Who wants to keep this body forever? Right? Nobody. <laughs> so he's saying that we'll be changed. We'll have a new body, right? First Corinthians 15, 51 says, but we shall all be changed for the corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. That the Bible says that we're going to get a new body, right? This body, we're going to be changed into a new spiritual body, a, a body that doesn't have aches and pains. And when that change takes place, we'll be in the presence of God, right? The Bible says that to be absent uh, from 
here is to be present with the Lord. And so there is a great hope that we have in Jesus, right? And 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. And that's where all of you who are over 50 could say amen, right? Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day, right? So physically, we're all getting older. I mean, nowadays, I used to lead a young adult group, and people in their 20s were like, I'm allergic to this, and I got this problem, and that problem, and this problem, celiac. And I was like, woo, I mean, it's starting earlier. But here's the thing. Even though this physical body's wearing out, we realize even though things look bleak, we know that we have a great hope in the future. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you